because I know <laughs> that life can kick you when you're down and you know if you don't basically pick yourself up like you're gonna stay in, in that in that in that spot so yeah and then, then definitely having those people also to lift you up like coach b here my, my bro right here kevin <laughs> and like all my family my friends loved ones that have been there and have seen this this progression from like Hello and welcome to the Race Mob Podcast. This is episode number 75. I'm Kevin, entrepreneur, technology, and fitness nerd. And I'm joined by the head coach of Race Mob and master motivator, the incomparable Bertrand Newsom. On this episode, we talk to Jaime Lopez, an accomplished athlete and one of our most ardent supporters. Jaime's journey is profound. He has a willingness to dive into events headfirst, and he sets the bar high. It sets the stage for one of my favorite stories of all time, how Jaime met Coach B. And let's just say it involves a local race, some outlandish shorts, and some time in the pain cave. This conversation also includes a sensitive subject, one that's extremely personal, but incredibly important. You see, Jaime was sexually abused as a child, something that's difficult for him to share but he does so to help empower those that remain silent, to help other victims know that they're not alone, and to offer his help and support. In fact, Jaime serves on the board at Breaking the Silence, a nonprofit dedicated to helping prevent child abuse, and was part of the launch of their Walk for the Children event. I think that it's really incredible how endurance sports can mean something different to so many people, and it can be something so incredibly meaningful. For Jaime, endurance sports was a way to connect with his sister. It was a way to escape the day-to-day. It's been a motivational tool for the youth he's worked with and a way to build lifelong friendships. All the show notes can be found online at racemob.com slash podcast. And without further ado, here's our conversation. Hello, Race Mob family. We are in for a real treat as we have Jaime Lopez, a endurance athlete, a friend of Race Mob family, of our podcast, YouTube channel, one of our very first client athletes as well, going back to the latter part of 2020. We've followed him from afar. We've followed him near, again, triathlete, marathoner. Welcome, Jaime. Yeah, thanks, Coach. That's that's (laughs) me right there. (laughs) It is. It is. So let's go ahead and, and kick things off. How have you been? How are things in uh, your, from, for people who don't know, Jaime resides in the uh, Central Valley, in the Fresno area. New, newer homeowner, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was February, February 2021. Yeah, kind of just, uh, it happened, it all happened really, really fast. I remember talking with my lady on New Year's Eve, and we were just talking about, you know, moving into a new apartment, how much it would cost and whatnot. And then we were just like, wow, man, much. Like, why not just look for a house? And then before you know it, we get five, six phone calls from realtors and loan officers and all these people. And yeah, we we, we found like, we, yeah, we found a really, really nice house. Really, yeah. We're very, very happy for you. And let's kind of, mm-hmm. let's, let's roll the uh, hands of time backwards and get a better idea on Jaime, the overall individual, the athlete as well, growing up in the Central Coast. You know, what what sparked your interest in sports and how did you get to this point where you're, you know, a multiple time triathlon finisher, marathon finisher, et cetera, et cetera? I guess like my very, very first introduction to sports was like 
watching Michael Jordan uh, playing against those Utah Jazz teams. And yeah, I, I just, I was just amazed by everything that he would do. Try to recreate it, you know, right away, go outside, try to do the up and under, you know, layup and lower the rim down and try to fly as far as I could and try to try to dunk it from, you know, a certain free throw line or whatever. But yeah, that hooked me in right there. And ever since then, like, I just, I've always loved a- any and all sports. Yeah. And and my, my, my love for basketball, like, it just, yeah, it carried me to, you know, I played a little high school ball, but I was never like really, really talented, never very, very gifted athletically. I was just I would hustle. It was basically what I would do. I'd just work my butt off to the point where the coach was like, okay, I got to get this guy some minutes. You know, he can't just sit on the bench. But yeah, that, that was, that was, that was my first love was, was basketball. And how I got into running, I was living with my sister in LA and I was like, was I 18 at the time? 18, 19, 20, something like that. And, you know, we just, came up with this great idea of let's sign up for the LA Marathon. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, Not go out for a run. Yeah. No, no. Mm-hmm. Let's sign up, go big or go um, home. I mean, that was like my first event was the LA Marathon. First ever live event. First time I ever put on a bib. Yeah, first running event ever. Uh, Were you doing like long distance runs up to that point? Would you... Did you know? Did you think like, yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely do a marathon one of these days? Or was it kind of? Like, oh no, no, I, I, I was just basically, I, I was, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was thinking. I, I told myself, I'm young, you know, I got this. Twenty six point two miles, that's no big deal. I could do that. Was your sister a runner at the time? Not really, but I saw her actually putting in the work. Like she would go out and be like, hey, you know, I just got done with a six mile run. I feel great. You know, you should come out this weekend for, you know, a 10 miler. And then, you know, she kept on increasing the mileage. And she's like, hey, have you been training? Because yeah, I just got done with like a 15 miler and it kicked. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this. I got this. Don't worry about me. So I probably trained for about a month and like half ass at that. I... I think my longest run for that training, you know, the lead up for, for that marathon was was like eight miles and on a tread. So it wasn't it was it was not good. <laughs> it's just not good. Um, so how was the race? <laughs> it was it was memorable. I'll be memorable. <laughs> I remember, you know, this this amazing feeling at the start because you just you're pumped up. Everyone's like excited. This is great. You know, we're going to do this. And. Even like after about an hour, I still felt I still felt good. I was like, yeah, okay, we're making good time. I'm thinking to myself, ah, we can we could knock this out in four hours at this pace. And then, you know, things got a little bit tougher right around the halfway marker mentally. Cause I was just like, oh man, I'm gonna have to do this again. But yeah, eventually I was I was slowing down to the point where my sister was just like, hey, yo, like you're slowing me down, little bro, but I'll catch you at the finish line. OK, <laughs> you take care. And she's like, peace out right around like mile 15 or, or 16 or so. Very, very. I mean, I was very young, foolish. My sister will probably never let me live this down because, you know, I, I kind of was like, I got you. I'm, I'm a beach. This was the first year of the stadium to the sea route. So I believe that was 2010. 
Yeah, I mean, I was messed up really, really bad. My my calves were were like they were spasming. Everything hurt. Even like my teeth. I remember like my teeth were hurting. I was like, why? How is that even? That doesn't make sense. I, re- I remember I got sprayed by, they were they had like this magical spray right around like mile 18, 19 or something, somewhere around Century City. And uh, they sprayed my calves, sprayed my legs, and I felt better for about, you know, a mile or so. But yeah, those last five to six miles were, were brutal, really, really bad. I, I could I could hardly walk the next day after that marathon. Well, congratulations <laughs> on the finish, which you did, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and what was that finishing time? We always, the audience wants to know, what was that first marathon right. finishing time ballpark? Five hours and 45 minutes. And I just remember my sister was like, hey, where were you? I've been waiting here for like 35 minutes. Like, you know, I feel great. Oh, but but yeah, that was the, the very first first marathon, first event. And after that first marathon finish, were you thinking, okay, I can't wait to do this again and get some redemption or <laughs> hell no. One, and I am not coming back. Peace out, L.A. That was that was the thinking. I was like, no, nah, I'm never doing this again. Like, I don't know how people <laughs> do this for fun. Like, nope, no, nope, thank you. Oh, man. So, yeah, th- there's a there's a long break in between that, that first marathon. Marathon. I guess I'll just uh, dive into that. It was L.A. once again, but 2018, I believe. And this time I did it right. This time I actually had a plan and I, I did the work. Basically, is is what I did. I just put in the mile mileage, you know, five online miles. plan. Or did, how did you how did you find the plan? Yeah, I just googled uh, marathon training for for you know a beginner, and yeah, something popped up for me. It said like dad bod training. I was like, that's the one. That one right there it seems like it's doable. <laughs> and straight into marathon, huh? Or was it like five k? Had you been running at this point in time? Was it? Um, was it just like I just gotta I just gotta do that marathon again? marathon or nothing huh yeah well i i actually had a reason behind doing it the first time i was just kind of doing it just to kind of prove it to myself the second go around i I was working with with kids in, in the after school program and i'm sitting in my chair at home and i'm thinking to myself like how can i inspire these kids because i got you know half of my kids are engaged in our physical activities the other half not so much. I'm just like, how do I inspire these kids to to get active, you know? And I'm staring straight ahead and I'm looking at my 2010 LA Marathon medal and I'm just thinking, how do I inspire these kids? How do I inspire them? I'm like, it's staring right at me in the face. I'm like, the marathon. I'm like, that's, that's what I got to do. I got to go back to that. So yeah, I, I just, like I said, I had a purpose this, 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 this go around and there were days where I didn't want to get up. It was cold. I had eaten too much the night before. I was just not in a good mood. But I would get up and I'd knock out whatever mileage I had to do for the day, whatever, six, seven, eight miles. Yeah. And and then the, I would go to work and I'd tell the kids, I was like, oh, yeah, I did, you know, six miles today. I did, you know, 10 miles this weekend. And they were just like, What? That's crazy. Like, don't you, you don't get tired. Like, do you take water? Do you like go to sleep right after? What, what, what? And all these different questions. And 
little by little, I saw tiny little changes in them. There were a few kids that just would not participate in whatever activity I had for the day. And there was one kid in particular who he he came to me and he was like, Mr. Hyman, Mr. Hyman, we're going to race today. I'm like, we, we are? I'm like, are you, you really? I'm like, I'm down. Let's go. He's like, yeah. And, and the winner is going to get a Gatorade. Like, okay, man, sure. <laughs> but it was just, it was, it was amazing to be able to share that experience with them because yeah, I went, you know, I went to do the LA marathon. And then when I came back, you know, I showed them the medal and they're hyped. They're excited. They're like, oh my God, he won. He's the best. Oh my God. <laughs> they look at the medal and it says the 33rd annual LA marathon. And they're like, oh no, no guys, he didn't win. He didn't. He got 33rd place. <laughs> if only, I wish. <laughs> right after that that marathon, you know, they, they asked, they were like, so when's your next race? And then clicked in that moment. I was like, oh, I can't stop this time, you know, like I did last time around. I, I got to keep going. And again, it's because it's I had, you know, a purpose. And uh, yeah, to this day, like I, I still run with you know, the names of those kids in my heart and, and the youth that I, that I work with to, to today. Like, I, I, I run to, to try and, you know, give them a bit of hope, a bit of inspiration, because I know that life can kick you when you're down. And, you know, if you don't basically pick yourself up, like, you're going to stay in, in, that, in, that, in that spot. So, yeah. And then, then definitely having those people also to lift you up like Coach B here, my, my bro right here, Kevin, <laughs> and like all my family, my friends, loved ones that ha- have been there and have seen this this progression from like, it, it was like, oh, this is this cute little project thing that you're doing, uh, you know, and now it's become like a lifestyle where it's like, oh yeah, Jaime, that's the guy that runs marathons and is training for, you know, the Ironman. Like, oh yeah, we, we know that. So it's a little bit of that. <laughs> Well, and we know that you work with youth and you you yourself have a very powerful story. You know, we've, we've gotten to know you extremely well over this last year that we've started this podcast and been doing all these other things. And, and you've turned us on into a couple of charities, a couple of organizations that you like to work closely with. Um, do you want to give us some insight, our audience, some insight into, into that? Yeah, I mean, it's never an easy topic of discussion to talk about. But I always, always notice that when I do talk about it, when I share it with people, I, I, I see it, it makes it makes a difference. It makes an impact in their lives. And it's also kind of like therapeutic for, for myself. But let me see here. There was, if it, it, it was like fate, I kid you not. It was just something that it, it happened and I don't even know how it happened. It just, it just did. But uh, I had attended an event that was called uh, Walk for the Children. And at this event, there was an open mic. And it was for, you know, survivors of sexual abuse to go up there and, and, and share, you know, a bit of your story. And so I don't know what it was, but something inside of me just, you got to go. You got to go share your story. Like, this is your moment. Like, go, go do this now. And I didn't want to. I really didn't want to. I was like, oh, no. But I, I went up there. The lady 
she was like, are you good? Are you okay? Do you, 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 need, you want me to introduce yourself? I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. I got this. And so, you know, I dove right into it. And the, the response that I got afterwards was, it was, it was amazing. And like shortly I got approached by my now boss. She, she came up to me and she's like, Hey, would you like a job with, I was like, what, what, huh? What do, what do you guys do? I, I work in uh community uh community services uh slash like mental health behavioral health and yeah i i i i'm just like i don't know how i got here but i just i know i'm at the right place and i know i'm supposed to be here yeah but basically kevin and b and everybody out there just a little bit you know of my story so from my sixth grade seventh grade and eighth grade years i was i was sexually abused by a teacher who you know groomed me from the time i was in kindergarten and my sisters had been in his classroom and he was known as you know just this wonderful individual that you know yeah just that everybody everybody liked but yeah it it, it was Probably the worst three years of my entire life. I remember there was many days where I was having thoughts of taking my life and what it would be like. It just I was telling myself, like, I'll never have to deal with this. I'll never have to worry about this ever again if I just, you know, end my life today. So, yeah, that those three years, like, it kind of sent me down a, a kind of a, a dark road. And... You know, that first year that I was no longer being abused, where I was finally off to a new school, it was the best year of my life. I was so happy. I was just happy, relieved. I didn't have to see this individual, you know, ever again. And in my mind, I thought to myself, well, I can just put this behind me and no one will ever have to know I'm taking this to the grave with me. And, you know, slowly that, you know, bit of happiness started to kind of fade away and I started to look for, you know, sort of something to cope with. And so that that led me to, you know, using alcohol at a, at a young age. And yeah, it, it was just, it, it was really bad. As I got older and older, you know, the, the alcohol consumption, you know, got greater and greater. And I started to mix sleeping pills with the, you know, whatever it was, the vodka, the whiskey, the and I, I recall this this moment really <clears throat> vividly was I had just consumed I, I don't know how many pills it, it was it was a lot of pills and I had down a, a bunch of alcohol and I remember my eyelids were were closing they were they were closing and I was I was I was scared I was terrified and in my mind I told I was like I I messed up like I messed up really bad like I don't know if I'm gonna come out of this one. And as my eyes were closing, I was just like praying. I was just like praying to God. I was like, please, like, I'm sorry, I messed up. And I woke up something like 16 hours later, like it was dark when, you know, I went to sleep and then it was dark when when I woke up. And I just walked over to the mirror and I looked at myself and I was pale, skinny. You know, I'm skinny to begin with, but, you know, skinnier and like acne, like all over my face. And I just remember having this conversation with myself of like, man, like you were supposed to be a rock star. Like you were supposed to be, you know, this amazing person. Like what happened to you? You know, what would 
the five-year-old version of you say right now? And that right there, it kind of coincided with that first marathon. And that first marathon really gave me a jolt to come forward with my story because I had not shared it with anybody. My my girlfriend at the time and, and now, you know, fiance, she knew something was up and she, she was like, listen, Jaime, I can't be with you if if you're going to continue to do this. She's like, I know something's up with you and you're just not telling me. And uh, she sat me down to watch an episode of Oprah in which everybody in the audience in, in that episode was a was a male that had been sexually abused when they were a kid. And uh, yeah, I, I remember I still, you know, I was still fighting it. I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, that, that I remember that show. It, it really kind of it got the ball rolling. I, she she was the first person that I ever told. Eventually, like I I told her, and like we got you know I told my folks. We got law enforcement involved, and it was really difficult because I I was working with a, a detective, and they needed me to have a conversation with that individual, and they needed specific wordage, and for him to confess like three specific times that he had he had molested me, and. That I was that was one of the hardest things I, I had ever done. Yeah, still to this day, one of the hardest things I ever <clears throat> I've ever had to do was basically confront uh, my abuser. And I just remember the detective though. After we got the confession, she was like flipping off the phone and she was like wording. She's like, it's like f you," and I was just like, "You know what? And you can go yourself." And I just hung up. And that felt amazing. It felt so great. And yeah, yeah. Maybe about a month after that phone call, he had been arrested. And it came out that he had been getting away with it for like 20 plus years. And there was many, many other young boys that uh, he had been abusing. So yeah, that's a little bit of that. And I mean, uh, we just have to say like, thank you both for sharing it because, you know, you're not alone, right? There have been many, many people, many people even in the fitness industry. I mean, I think I heard on a podcast a couple of years ago about Sean T, who's very famous in Beachbody, and, you know, the experiences that he went through as a, as a kid. And so sharing it helps others know that they're not alone as well. And, and you can help so many people. And then the courage to go ahead and face, you know, I mean, I, I can't, I can't even imagine the difficulty that that must have been how difficult a situation that must have been but to do that in order to protect others from ever being put into that situation again i mean thank you to you and thank you to you for sharing the story i mean i think it's just just incredible <clears throat> incredible yeah thank you kevin yeah I, I i know that you know i know that now i know that now and and that's why i do what i do is, is because yeah the the the, the my story is is there, there's so many other people out there that I, I want them to just break their silence, basically. And that kind of ties into the the organization that, that I, I, you know, I volunteer with is called Breaking the Silence. And there, there's so much power in, in, in us being able to share our stories and to be able to empower others to share their stories. And that's, yeah. Talk and, to us about the organization, because I... I- even as we, you know, got ch- started ch- chatting last year and talking, 
there are even a couple of races that was raising money for a couple of organizations that you're that you're part of or or that you believe <laughs> strongly in. So talk to us a little bit about these organizations. Yeah. So breaking the silence, they they were hosting that Walk the Children event in which you know I spoke and. After I had at that event, like they, you know, contacted me and they wanted me to basically, you know, be a part of their like board and and help facilitate, you know, events. The the Speak for the Children event is is really that's that's like the main event that they they really host. Unfortunately, you know, due to you no know, the COVID restrictions and all kind of put all those plans on hold. But yeah, we had a, a virtual run for the children event as well. And yeah, I, I mean it, it's it's an organization. The founder herself, she she's a wonderful, wonderful individual. Her name is Dakota Draconi, and her story is wow. I mean, it it, it really it moves 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 the heart for sure. So yeah, I, I just believe in 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 that you know the sur- survivors of of sexual abuse to to come forward, share their stories, know that there's many, many of us out there that are, are willing to to help and, and be supportive. And yeah, but, but yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, we thank you again for the incredible story. I know, Coach, I, I know we had a bit of technical difficulty on your behalf, but I know that you've heard the story before. And, and yeah, I mean, we, we just can't say enough how appreciative we are of coming forward. And, you know, I think the story does help so many people. And Talk to us. I mean, let's get, let's get back to running a little bit. Let's get back into, you know, mm-hmm. LA Marathon. Let's get back into, you know, I guess where we first met and race mob. I know that you were training for triathlon. You were, and you were kicking some serious butt. I remember hearing stories about you going on long runs, coming back to the track and, and lapping coach B here a little bit, a uh, time or two. So, I mean, talk to us a little bit about training goals, how you got mm-hmm. into the sport of triathlon, first of all, because not every runner gets into triathlons and, and yeah. Right on, right on. Well, you know, one of my like lifelong goals was to be an Ironman triathlon, uh, triathlete. I remember being like eight years old and watching, you know, the Ironman triathlon world championships in Kona, Hawaii, and just, seeing the athletes and thinking to myself like yeah that right there i'm gonna do that one day and so it's always been like in my mind of 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 doing it yeah i think it just naturally progressed as i got more and more into running and more and more into live events and the feeling that you get and the people that you meet it's uh, it's incredible If you like our podcast, then sign up for our newsletter where we give you weekly tips on how to run your best race and have fun in the process. Just go to racemob.com and sign up today. You just go marathon, Ironman. Yeah, I mean, it's like, there's no... (laughs) No easing into anything. Right off the the diving board, right into the deep deep end of the pool. Yeah, let's see. That's going to be bad water. It's going to be like, oh, man, yeah. I'm running across America, everybody. (laughs) Swimming across the ocean here, so... Oh, man. But let me see. I'll, I'll, I'll share a little bit of how I met Coach B. And I was doing my... Local, you know, marathon is the two cities marathon here in Fresno and Clovis. And again, I didn't quite train for this properly. <laughs> you would think that after doing doing that once, that uh, I wouldn't do it again. But yeah, I didn't quite train for it properly. And I just told myself, well, hey, hey, I've done this before. I'll do it again. And I saw 
on the day of the race, I saw, you know, this big dude wearing, you know, this Taji 100 t-shirt. I was like, 100? I was like, man, 100 miles? I don't know if I could do that. And then I saw Jackie, who she was also wearing a Taji 100 t-shirt. And then Becky, who she had the the Pacer t-shirt for the Two Cities Marathon. And they were kind of hanging out together. And I was like, oh, they they must be like a team or something like that. And so throughout the race, I, I saw each and every single one of them. I was trying to keep up with Jackie, but she she was in a whole She's a whole new league. <laughs> I was nowhere near. I was nowhere near that. So, and then I, I saw Coach B like all throughout the race because sometimes we would like the course loops. So we would kind of crisscross each other. And he is always so positive, so energetic, and like giving high fives and giving words of encouragement to other runners. And I'm sure somewhere along the way, you know, he, he pointed at me and he was like, Good job. You're doing great work over there. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, even though I don't feel like it, but okay. And then let me see, somewhere around like mile 20, 21 or something, I ran with Becky for like maybe about um, half a mile or something like that. And she just, you know, I told her, I was like, I can't, I can't keep up. And she's like, just, you know, conserve your energy, you know, on that uphill and, you know, you'll, you'll be all right. And then I'm, I'm chugging along that uphill and I see B you know, running on the downhill section of it. And, and yeah, that, that was the point where you're like, Hey, you know, you're doing a great job over there. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then this big dude, you know, from comes up from behind me at one point and he's like, come on, man, let's go. And he gives me a high five and it felt like a jolt of lightning just went through my body and I had just sprout wings or something and it did not feel as if though I was running. It didn't. It was not me. It was something else that was just carrying me to that finish line. And there's not a lot of talking going on between Coach B and I in that in that moment. Just mostly me <laughs> trying trying to keep up and and B like coaching me along the way. You know, I, I looked over at him. I was like, water. And he's like, yes, you know, get some water, rehydrate, take some deep breaths. <laughs> time out, time out. Let me chime in here a little bit, all right? Color in between the lines. So, yes, I saw you on the race course, as did Jackie, as did Rebecca. And we noticed you for a couple of reasons. Okay, first, for the obvious, hey, you look like you're probably a local. And then the gear. I mean, you had on the Bermuda the Bermuda shorts. Did it look like running shoes? Maybe not marathon shoes. I thought it was this kid's first race because outside of the gear, we knew you had heart, but you were definitely leaking oil. Okay. You were in the, it looked like you were in the pain cave and on the, on the ascent on the hill, I thought maybe can anyone run reverse? Cause it's like, you know, someone's, I thought you're going to slip back, slip backwards. And then like, okay, I've been in his shoes before because the week part two, I was running in Washington, DC in the Marine Corps marathon. So we had a lot in common. I was hurting too. So I was looking to give a little bit of love and dap and, and positive energy to you, and you gave it right back to me. And you're right. There weren't a whole lot of words exchanged because I didn't know if you knew English because all I heard from you was, <clears throat> until the finish. I said, wow, he probably doesn't even know English. I, didn't, I had no idea until like weeks later when we reconnect. But it was one of the most profound, like four and a half mile stretches of a marathon that I'd ever done because... There were, there were, you know, no words spoken, 
there was just an understanding, a fellowship, a bond, kinship that happened from the first point our, our fists met. And it was really stride for stride, step for step, rep for rep. And when we crossed that finish line, we were both completely spent. And I think probably one of the best finishing photos you and I ever had. I mean, the photographer captured the exact moment. And if a picture was worth a thousand words, it was those pictures. And we'll have to share it with the, with our, our family when we publish this. Profound. And it caused both of us, because we, we didn't exchange numbers or you know Instagram, nothing like that, shook hands. And I, I thought it was a really cool experience, but I knew that there was kind of an unfinished loop. So we eventually did reconnect via Facebook, I believe, because that taken by a local newspaper was published. And I think either you got my name or vice versa. We searched each other up via social media, then sent a private message. And here we are four years, almost four years to the day. So uh, good stuff. Yeah, but I didn't even know if you knew English because all I heard was, uh, ah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, Co- Coach definitely... He he coached me to that finish line, and those were really some some fantastic photos. And I think that that really meeting you, coach, it, it really kind of changed things for me because uh, I was I'm I'm still kind of like a lone wolf. Most of my training is just you know by myself. But now after you know connecting with you and then meeting the two legit crew, I, I, I felt like whoa, there's. Wait, there's more of us out here that you know that are out here running and you know busting our butts and doing you know doing these ridiculous miles. And yeah, you invited me over to I believe it was the San Juan Bautista. It was the double road race, and you invited me. It might it might have been maybe like the following to to that event, and that's where I met. You know, it was Eric? I don't think Eric was there. It was it was Ben. That's right. It was Ben. It was Jackie. It was who else was there? I think it was Luke. Was Luke? Yeah, Luke was there, and then just a whole a whole bunch of the of the crew from from Too Legit, and yeah, you you guys welcomed me from from the get go, and you were like, "Oh yeah, we remember those shorts." I guess that was a tip that you were a a triathlete because you're wearing uh, look like denim swim trunks. If that anything <laughs> exists, they were your signature card, though. I mean, that's you know, you ran I think the your first Quicksilver fifty ultra marathon fifty k in those shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that's that's another <laughs> that's another good experience right there. Where coach kind of calls me up with like maybe about a week, a week's notice or something like that. You're like, hey, you know, the crew's uh, getting together for this, you know, 50k. Want to come through? And I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> Never done a 50k, but let's 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 get it. Um, but but yeah, that that uh, I, I just this whole this whole ride, this whole journey that I've been on has been it's been amazing. I, I've I've met so many people and yeah, I I, I, w- I wouldn't have, have been able to do that had I not you know taken that first step and yeah, coach <laughs> Kevin, that's that's what it's all about. And I mean, I think the incredible thing is we don't even have to live in the same zip code. You know, I mean, Fresno is fairly far from San Jose, and the way virtual events are happening and and virtual communication. I mean, we feel like you're part of the family just as much as anybody who's nearby. And that's incredible. And we can go to these events now that live events are up and open and, and be able to, to say hi to people that we've only seen virtually or only online or, you know, haven't seen in, in months and months and months. So it's incredible. It's, it's absolutely incredible. So what are you training for now, 
Jaime, I know that you're training for Iron Man. I think that the the house and you know the thrills of home ownership. Trust me, I'm going through the thrills of home ownership right now, or the 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 yeah the fallbacks that is home ownership a bit. But I know that that derailed your training for a little bit. Are you looking to train for something? Do you have something on the calendar? Are you looking to do something in 2021 or 2022 here? You know, not right now, not 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 anytime soon. This is kind of like my off season. Recently did the what was this the Shaver Lake uh, triathlon, which was really grueling. It was really really tough. Uh, the elevation kind of messed me up. I wasn't really prepared for that. And then I, I paced with the the two legit crew um, at the San Jose Rock and Roll. That was that was a lot of fun. Definitely a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I guess my next big event would be Ironman California, but that would be next year. I know a few of our fitness crew, they were scheduled to to compete in that event, but you know, the weather just was not cooperating. So yeah, looking forward to to that one. And, you know, a few, I have, I'm eyeballing a few races like the, what is that one? The Mountains to the Beach? Is that in Ventura? kind of eyeballing that one and then yeah i think that would be a, that would be a good you know lead up to to the iron man and let me see here anything i have this local race that's in january it's a 10 miler called windchill cove and I, i'm probably gonna start kicking up my training for that and then slowly slowly progress throughout 2022 and and build up to that iron man because uh, that's really that that's been like the main goal for for a long time now is that is that iron man when when is that iron man and where is it it should be october 2022 it, it was supposed to be october 2021 but again yeah the weather was just not not cooperating but yeah yeah coach had definitely like man i i cannot i cannot thank him enough for the past year of being able to coach me and giving me, you know, plans to, you know, knock out these workouts and checking in on me on a, you know, biweekly basis. And yeah, just being able to to connect with coach. Like I can totally see Kevin, like, like you started the race mob podcast. Cause I remember those very first early episodes, like you were like, yeah, I just wanted to connect with you B. And I'm like, yes. yeah, he's, he's a special guy, special dude for sure. I remember it was right around, I think it was the first time they did the California Coast 500. That was right around when the Race Mob podcast first kind of started. And those 500 miles, like I had you, Kevin, and you, Coach, in my ears pretty much the entire way. <laughs> so you guys definitely helped me help me get through that one. <laughs> yeah, and you did. I mean, you you logged a lot of miles in a short amount of time. I believe that. The, the the guidelines for that event were upwards of three months to complete the 500 miles. And you did it in, what, a month? It was like six weeks. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think I was averaging something like 12 point something, 12 point something miles per day. It, it was it was something it was pretty brutal. I mean, my, my legs were really tight after those 500 miles. <laughs> but well, I'm sure our audience is <laughs> yeah, going yeah. to look forward to you getting back to your training for the California Ironman in 2022. I believe October of next year, um, you'll be ready. It was good seeing your journey for the first year, half Iron. I think you did uh, a virtual triathlon, which you got surprised during, I think, the, the run segment of that. But yeah, good stuff, man. Very, very proud of you. And we certainly appreciate all the support you've given Kevin and I, especially as we started out the podcast. And it's great to go full circle 
and have you on as our guest. And we really appreciate you for sharing your story and being a voice for others and running with purpose. And we look forward to you crossing the finish line and sharing your journey with others as well. This is great catching up with yeah. you and we will have you back <laughs> again. And I know that this is just the beginning of, of our long and, and amazing friendship. So thank you again so much for all the support and everything. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Race Mob Podcast. Check out all of the show notes or find a running buddy online at racemob.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a review. Until next time, keep on moving.